0: I've been looking for a good time I've been looking every day I've been waiting for the sunshine it's been coming my way and oh, 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 oh. it's been coming my way I've been dancing at a hold down, love to the fight with folk, I've been sipping on the moonshine, I've been telling dirty jokes, and oh, 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 it's a coming mind.
1: so glad to welcome you back on Off the Chain with your host for tonight, Ian Bush, but commonly hosted by Yvonne Mason. Again, uh, Yvonne Mason's out for a couple of days, or excuse me, a couple of shows, so I decided to fill in and host while she's gone. So as I've done every night since she's been gone, if we could just have a moment of silence to send her some loving and powerful, uh, healing thoughts, prayers, all of that to her. That'd be really, really appreciated. All right, y'all. So I actually did good tonight and I, I remembered how to load the intro song. That was actually Ed Roman, uh, is the artist and the song is called coming my way. And it's kind of fitting to play that song tonight to, um, honor my guest, because we met when we were both young in our journeys and our, our art, and um, unbeknownst to me, this, that, that song coming my way is kind of a, an ode to us in a way, so tonight I am so, so, so happy to introduce everyone to Steve Myers, also known as Scuba, Scuba Steve, so let me grab something real quick. Sorry about that. Scuba Steve Myers is a professional comic and freelance artist. His work in the industry includes being the penciler for the battle of, uh, give it to me, Steve, Alzeberg. Uh,
2: Alzeberg, yeah.
1: Sweet. mini series. Okay,
2: right.
1: Currently the line artist for the Zaduria Chronicle Reptune series, as well as guest artist on comics like Bardock the Wanderer. He's done various freelance projects, specializing in D&D character designs and working on various indie game projects, as well as teaching art on YouTube and Twitch. Welcome, Steve.
2: Hey, Ian. Thanks for having me on, man.
1: Yeah, of course, man. So um, I already kind of alluded to the backstory a little bit of how you and I know each other. Um, since Yvonne's been gone, I've been bringing in a couple of people that I knew from uh, my journey as well. And you and I met when I was pretty young. Um, I was about 19 or 20, and we were working on a comic book idea. And um, I actually wanted to start with that tonight, um, not even as a question, but just as a as a thing to let people know that, you know, not every idea is going to be published, right? And that was something that you and I uh, worked on with two other people, um, and, it, and it never saw the light of day.
2: Yeah, that was – I mean, it was a really interesting project, too, like just how we uh, – I think it was for a lot of us, like our first attempt at a group thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure I was working two mm-hmm. jobs at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was um, just getting into my career, and I think at the time I just got married because even when uh, I couldn't have my cell phone with me, I would pass little pieces of the comic book that we had and I would pass them to my wife and say, "Give this to Steve. He needs to pencil this immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I remember doing that with you and um, you know, the reason I bring that up, not, not to bring up uh, past scars or whatever, but I I think, and I told you this on the pre-show Us as artists, we always focus on this is what I published, this is what I did, this is what came out. But sometimes the projects that we didn't publish still make a huge impact in our life and it's still worth mentioning that in the journey, hey, we had this project, it didn't work out, but it didn't completely ruin our careers. It was just a little bit of a a roadblock to creativity for other things, you
2: know? Um, I mean, for sure, and like anybody who goes down the freelance thing or the creative industry thing knows. Like, uh, I mean, they're not even really like I wouldn't even really call them, you know, like bad things. They're just things, projects that fall through. But uh, it just kind of depends on how you how you look at the friendships or the connections you make. Uh, no project's really yeah. like a waste. I know that's that's probably like a something that successful Cliche. people probably. <laughs> keep in mind yeah it's a cliche but it's true it's yeah. like there's no there's no failure if you, there's only a failure if you fail and then you just stop right there um everything else is like mm-hmm. well okay that project didn't work out but i got the friendships i got the experience to take into other projects
3: mm-hmm. and
2: by this point it's been i want to say i want to say it's been well almost 10 years or something since we started that i don't even yeah. know how long it's been but yeah. um I mean, by this point, there's been so many failed projects um, that those projects might have not come to fruition, or those dreams, or ideas, or whatever. But you take you take the pieces from those and you you carry those with you into new things. So you're always recycling stuff, no matter what. As long as you're oh, yeah. going forward, and that's I, that's just how I look at all of it. I know I don't even look at it with like a bad uh, taste or disdain no, or anything no, 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 no. Um, at all. No, so, it, like... it was just
1: another book and in, in the series of books that we did. And yeah,
2: the beauty of it yeah. is, I think
1: one day if we ever um, if we ever get to a spot where we're like, you know, <laughs> I got a little bit more free time, which you know, artists don't really ever say they're always creating. No. Right? <laughs> but it, it's not completely lost. I mean, we still have the copies of the books and whatnot and the. The timelines and the chats and I don't know I when I was uh, researching for this interview that was one of the most poignant things to me was that you know our our relationship if you will started with a project that never even launched and yet still like you said ten years down the road we're still talking we're still creating art and it's it's inspiring to our listeners I think that hey just because one project doesn't take off doesn't mean that like your entire career is ruined. It was just a project that didn't take off. So I appreciate you uh, opening the show with that and, and sharing in those memories with me. So I actually want to talk about your journey. So how did you become what you are today? What, where did you start? Where are you now? All of that. Give, give our listeners a little bit of a, the journey of Steve, if you will.
2: Oh man, it's been messy. Um, <laughs> um, so like, as far as as far as like the just getting into the business, I mean, uh, I think wanting to draw was always there, wanting to make stories, wanting to create things, I guess. Uh, and I'm still not totally <laughs> sure, even as far along, if if it's comics, you know, that's a long term, or like lately I've been pulled into thinking like man i would i would love to uh make some character designs and video games and maybe that's what i want to do and i think all overall it's just been like art. i'm wanting to do art um create stories and ideas you know right so turn where it started like i said I'm working a couple jobs and and you working on the shallows book and throwing ideas out there mm-hmm. and then even other people coming to you and saying like hey i want you on this webcomic and you start working with them on ideas and you just kind of keep going and tossing things against the wall and seeing what will stick i think the first thing that really mm-hmm. stuck out was the osselberg books and uh that was Dion brown he funded that out of his own pocket and i oh, think wow. that was just on facebook posting posting my pages up on Facebook and I the big break for me was uh learning like I said the failure thing was like I'm just gonna go out and fail. Just mm-hmm. fail to the point where you uh it just gets old, I guess, to where you're not even worried about it. <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. You because know, some some I just we're pictured so you like stomping your foot. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I mean that was kind of the thing, was like I'm just gonna post every day and I'm just not going to care anymore um, because that mental game will stop you you know what I mean like you have to you have to realize that you got to fail there was a great book that really turned my whole life I think around um, as far as like pushing forward and uh, it's called the flinch Mm -hmm. I don't remember who wrote who wrote it but it's really not an overly talked about book and I don't think it's really that long it basically was about how the flinch, you know, the, the fear of whatever it is you want to accomplish, that sets in, mm-hmm. you know, three to four seconds after you decide you want to go get something, and the fear of like rejection sets in, and it stops so many of mm-hmm. us. The fear is worse than the end result of failing. So, long oh, story yeah. short, I guess um, was just deciding like just keep failing, and then and then it just doesn't hurt after a while, right? Like, you just, it gets disappointing (laughs) and the ego takes a hit, but like, you fail so many times in a day that you just don't even notice the failures anymore. Like, you're just, you're on autopilot where I'm just going to keep throwing stuff out. So Dion saw my stuff. I thought it was some of the worst pages I've ever done that I never would have posted online if I wasn't (laughs) in that mindset to intentionally, intentionally fail. Like, that was the mindset it was like. I'm going to intentionally fail. Um, it's like, like going on a date and wearing like the worst torn up shirt you have. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and then like this right. woman just like, you're, yeah. you're amazing, woman or man or whatever, you know, they're just like, oh, you're amazing. Like You're you're everything I want. And you're just like, what? I, am I worst? <laughs> so that's what it was. And, right, exactly. and that's what it was. And And we took off on that book. And man, that was a blast. We did a three issues on that book and got to go to a few Comic-Cons, which I never, that's I never cool. knew that was going to be so amazing of an experience. Um, fell in love with tabling right then. And that's kind of when I knew like yeah. for sure that there's, there's nothing else that I'm going to do, um, to so that it was just random freelance projects. And then CJ Martin, oh, wow. who's the writer for Zodora Chronicles, gets up on Webtoons and beyond publishes it. Um, mm-hmm. They gave me a call. They wanted to find a good artist for CJ, and uh, that worked out real. And we're working on the fifth issue of that right now.
3: Um, oh, congrats! Man. Yeah, as
2: far as comics go, yeah, thanks, man. As far as comics go, that's kind of been it. And then there's been a lot of side stuff, dabbling sometimes YouTube lessons, did a lot of streaming on Twitch, um, various freelance stuff. But yeah, that's kind of been the career of freelancing. Just you just work yeah. on whatever comes your way and can pay the bills. And then you kind of hope as you get better and better and better that those dream projects start coming in more and more and more.
1: Yeah. I actually was really connecting on the part when you said um, to fail and to not be afraid of failing. And what I was going to say earlier is I actually picture both of us, not just you, but both of us like stomping our foot, like, I don't want to fail no more. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) But it's so essential because, um, I remember when we were doing Chalice. I keep bringing up Chalice. I guess I guess it's one of those things that, like, you know, I, I think he said it right, where it's kind of like love. It's kind of like relationships where, like, you don't know how much you miss that person that's not in your life anymore until they're not in your life anymore. And I haven't thought about Chalice yeah. in maybe four, four years because I haven't really thought about any writing. But I remember when we were doing Chalice, Um, I was helping write the story and we were doing the plots and, you know, we have like a 10 book series lined up, like literally this person was going to have this character development and this plot and yada, yada, yada. And I remember one of the things that you told me that would really help you with, um, the, the, um, like the comic drawing process was this, I learned how to be, what was it a liner or a shader? Do you remember, yeah, dude? That was like eight years ago. But regardless, well, like I, I remember, you're giving me. Go ahead.
2: Well, I know just like sometimes even like uh, tracing over art back then. I wasn't looking yeah, yeah. digital because tablets were so expensive. But so we needed we needed an inker, and inkers are kind mm-hmm. of the, the middle ground between mm-hmm. the colors and the, uh, the pencils, which I was doing drawing in pencil and paper, and then you scan it in. For those don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yep. you would send it over to somebody who goes over the solid black lines of ink and doing that, yeah. just doing that sometimes, even as an artist, a line artist, if I want to study somebody's style, you do like a master study mm-hmm. where you draw, literally just draw or paint right over a screenshot or other artwork, or you're looking at it, but sometimes even tracing over it will help you learn what mm-hmm. there's just little nuances to like thickness of lines and and different things people are doing yeah, with their line yeah. quality that you, you think so you see actually, it when you're studying it, but you're not, right? Until you draw over. That's what I was probably trying to to tell you was
1: yeah, draw that's, over Yeah, that's it exactly what you were trying you to get it. me to do. Exactly, because you were saying that if I worked with the, the lines and whatnot, I'd help you because you could keep drawing and just give me the rough pencils and I could go in there with pen. And, man, I had so much fun doing that. I still uh, have an art book full of our I guess what you called inkings and I could not like I could not believe it I was like oh man like I still kept these and um, that's why I really connected when you were like you know failing and failing forward and and being okay in failure because man when you told me like oh yeah I want you to take a pen and don't screw up but just just pen over all the stuff that I just worked on I was like oh crap like (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if I can do this But it was a lot of fun, and and maybe I'll have to get back into it again someday. But, um, yeah, I really appreciate you opening my eyes to that. So you talked about the video game, and I'm glad that you did. How different is video game art from the art of comic books? Is it a lot different? Is it similar?
2: Just in my experience, I I think it's going for more of a – illustration pinup piece so you spend you spend more time on it than the thing with comics stuff is that you have to throw out a page as quick as possible and you have to understand that people aren't going to look at every single panel unless they're mm-hmm. I mean mo- some artists will like I, I will look at every single panel of my favorite artist and study it until like mm-hmm. the point of exhaustion but most people won't <laughs> they read mangas or comics and that they're just going to read it and they're I think there was some study mm-hmm. about it um, where it was just like half a second or whatever looking at the art and then reading the text and moving on to the next thing. With a video mm-hmm. game, depending on what you're doing, if you're putting out a promotional thing, they might be looking at that a lot longer. The pieces are usually bigger. You have to tell more story in one, just one particular picture, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot yeah. different that goes into it, Even even like – Learning what screen size to work in was totally new to me. I, you know, just working on a comic page, and then okay, now I need to format this for like a actual screen. Mm-hmm. That and 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 then and then you have somebody being like, well, these are all the potential aspect ratios we have to format for, uh, and then and then maybe maybe mobile and all this other stuff, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of. I feel like there's a lot more technical stuff that goes into video game art that I had to. I had to learn somewhat on that. Yeah. I remember
1: when we started the comic book that uh, I uh, actually offended both you and our co-author, Chris, because um, I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I feel kind of bad. Now that I see how much uh, time goes into comic books, I usually just read the words and skim the picture and move on. I remember both <laughs> you and Chris during the telecon were like, how dare you? <laughs> like, how, yeah. <laughs> why would you say that? Well, it's because I'm the author, and I don't really, like, focus on the pictures. The picture's in my brain. So I, I remember that, you and know. I've always kind of had a little bit more respect for for um, the artwork and, like, some of my favorite comics. You know, I like the Conan the Barbarian, Robert E. Howard, you know, stuff like that. But yeah. I, I, never really, I never really, like, sucked into the actual art itself until – I did Chalice with you guys, and I saw the pure <laughs> looks of, like, sickness and horror of, like, how? why would you <laughs> do something like this? Like, you're going to be a fellow comic booker, and you're saying, what?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's that's the thing that comic book artists in general just have to learn is, like, let let shit go because um, you, you have to yeah. move on because people – Generally, the majority of the population is not going to spend all day on a page uh especially not for what you're most people are going to get paid for a page. you don't have time to to muck around with that you've got to move on. most people are just there for the story and they're kind of subconsciously mm-hmm. scanning the images for expressions and and whatever else, mm-hmm. which is another good thing to to think about is like if you can tell what's going on in a picture with your eyes kind of blurred out, that's what most people need to mm-hmm. see without, without. um is they're just going to scan it that quickly with that much focus to tell what what's happening in the story and then move on. So that's it w- it's a really good thing to know, I guess, to to be successful and to stay employed because you have to get shit done and move on, basically.
1: Right, <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's the other thing about comic books there's only been one comic book, um, and I like the way that they did it, and I totally forgot it, it's a Dungeons and Dragons themed comic book. But um I caught it once and then forevermore I took so much more time on the pictures. They actually purposefully leave some of the words out but paint things in the picture itself. That if you aren't looking at the picture, um you won't see what's coming next. They'll just come out of nowhere and it'll make you feel like, Well, wait a minute, like
2: pretty crazy. I don't I don't know what I don't know what that what that is.
1: Dude, Hopefully I'm like, not
2: losing you, I
1: thought it on reception, too. Because it was beautiful, because it made you look at the pictures. You're like, okay, I'm going to look. Huh, that's weird. Like, why is his hand positioned that way? You're like, huh, what is that thing in the background? And they wouldn't talk about it in the text. So it truly was an immersive experience of, like, The characters didn't know that shadow was behind them. The only person who knew that shadow was behind them was you because you actually took a minute to look at the photo. And then something happens. And it's like, well, if you looked at the picture three frames ago, you would have seen that was going to happen. And it made it, like, so much more in-depth.
2: Yeah, that's a challenge with it, too, because uh, I've always found that, that to be, like, the one missing element. Uh between like animation and comics is like you you have to trust the reader or you, or I guess you have to do a good enough job where you're making sure that the reader knows what they need to be following along with like you could hide stuff in there, mm-hmm. but to control somebody's time and tempo that they spend on a page or a scene or whatever things that they feel you can't mm-hmm. you can do that with moving pictures and sound and stuff like that in a comic you can't really do that which is sometimes the beautiful thing is like you get to interpret you know spider-man's voice and it becomes what you want and that's why that character becomes much more of what you think it is and that that's sort of like you know experiencing something versus reading something is different right there's there's a different layer to that
1: dude i'm telling you it was powerful like i literally spent so much time dissecting those pictures that I'd literally forget what I just read, go back to read what I just read, look at the picture one more time, and then move to the next <laughs> spot. Like, it was so powerful, because it, it did, it made you look at the art, and I was like, that is such an ode to the to the artist, that like, hey man, I need to give you a reason, not just because it looks good, not because it's showing your talent, but I need to give the reader a reason to look carefully at what you produced, and it was really yeah. neat, so um, I'm going to ask a cool. personal question for you. Yeah, I'll oh, do I'm okay. going to have to find it for you, man. Um, it, it's super yeah, slick. Sure. So I, I assume why this is, but why Scuba? Uh,
2: well, Yeah, it's, you, you probably assume right, because uh, that Adam Sandler movie. Big Daddy?
1: <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs>
2: I was I was I can pee, uh, my, up right, I can pee by
1: myself. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I was growing up right when that I was my own kick off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think one day, my boss, my boss was really into nicknames, and uh, like he started giving people nicknames at work. And of course, he's the only Steve in the place. Gets scuba, and the, at the time, mm-hmm. I think it I think it works because there's a lot of. It, it was weird because like. This was, like, a little bit before online culture was really much of a Mm -hmm. thing as far as, like, everybody – like, if you get on art Twitter, Art Twitch, everybody's kind of got, like, a one-name thing. Um, There's, like, so many just people that go by nicknames. Um, So it was a little bit before that, but it actually ended up working out great. So I just – that's what I just stuck with. And I was – I spelled it differently because – Everybody took few too right. the normal way, right, <laughs> yeah right um right, and I was like, well I just need to make this a little bit different or just look cooler or something like that, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it was basically yeah. that whole the whole movie, and I just ran with it because I think it's important to have a little bit of a tag as a brand, like just people know you as that, and it's so much easier i know I know so many artists off their nicknames, and even like people that come into my twitch chats or whatever uh instagram or whatever i know the user handles so much more than i know like some people say their name and i'm just like i don't know who you are i know we've never met before and they're like yeah we've known each other for like five years i'm like oh okay so yeah it it helped me a lot (laughs) and i think it's good to have that branding stuff so so yeah that's the story behind that
1: What what sucks about branding and names, though, the thing that I've had issues with is, um, you know, my name's so small as it is that to, like, have a handle, yeah. usually the handle's bigger than my actual name. So, like, it's just right. the end. And I'm like, no, 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 it's this. And they're like, nah, it's the end. It's just the end. And I'm like, no, that's not my handle. That's my born yeah. name. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, I actually – Yeah, there's <laughs> a way to, like, shorten it. Once you get down to three letters, they're just like, that's it. It's
1: unfortunate. My parents didn't think with uh, my artist career in mind, right? I blame them. I'm not kidding. Yeah, pretty self
2: Isn't isn't that what every artist does? Every artist blames their parents for
1: their misfortune. No, I'm just
2: kidding. Well, you have to carry angst. You have to carry a lot of angst. Yeah, somehow stop Yeah, basically.
1: We have to have either a lot of mental health issues or a lot of childhood angst.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> or it both. has to come out, or uh, otherwise you're just you know happy in life, and that never creates anything. Right. What does that ever create? Right. You know? What? Um, exactly. <laughs> What's wrong with you, artist? Nothing. I'm
1: having a great time, bro. Your art must suck. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. um it's actually funny because I, I did, I had such a hard time creating a handle and um, I actually um, created a pen name for a poem that it was just a little too deep that I didn't want um, people to tie it back to me. And, you know, all the, we've already joked about it, but the angst and all that. And so um, yeah, I actually took, i i could have took one of my old high school nicknames but instead um somebody misspelled my middle name of christopher and they called me christoph c-h-r-i-s-t-o-p-h-e and um yeah we uh i use that as my pen name and so ever since then like if i'm writing something that's a little bit um you know a little bit uh sensitive or whatever i always use christoph for the first name so I don't, I don't know why i felt the need to tell you that story but i i, I understand sure. the pain of trying to create nicknames and
2: all well, of that actually a lot of a lot of artists will will do that too they'll make um there's little i don't know if people really know this but there's a lot of like not safer work accounts or whatever that artists want to explore that side of art but they don't yeah, want to yeah. tie it into their main stuff so they will create there are, like, a lot of probably, probably like, big name not-safe-for-work artists out there that are, is equally big, probably just doing, like, your, I guess, normal art or comic art or whatever you want to call it. And nobody realizes that right. they're the same people. Right, and you people. would never know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the same person, but they just, they want to create another account. A lot of artists, yeah, there's a ton of artists that will do that, so just... I don't want this tied. I even yeah. even I know artists that make um regular graphics stuff and t-shirt designs and whatever and then they have another account where yeah. they do like
3: mm-hmm.
2: video game design or whatever or tattoos or whatever they don't want to muddle mm-hmm. it up with the two things and get different commissions I yeah. guess I don't know I don't know it's it's a thing that happens though you know like there's there's definitely uh but I kind of like it because it's
1: always my safe name.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna
1: say. It's my like, it's my safe name. Like, if I go out in public yeah. and I don't want somebody to tie me back, even though now I've just told 150,000 people what my safe name is, so I guess now I have to think of a new 007 <laughs> code name or something. Can't yeah, use Kristoff like no more. At
2: the end. It's like two H's Yeah, now, right. So.
1: No, that's double E. Double E is is a say- option. No, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was always fun because then like, I would always remember, you know, if someone's like, oh yeah, that's Christoph, I'd be like, yep, that is, because you know, I was so used to, the, uh, the pen name and all that. But anywho, uh, I know we didn't call to talk about pen names. Um, <laughs> tell me, what's been the most difficult part of your journey, and how did you persevere? In your
2: career, uh, I don't even know if that's over. (laughs) And don't say working with me.
1: Yeah, don't don't say working with me, okay? Like that would just be rude.
2: That's that's like I've healed from that. The therapy sessions have been going well, so I'm over that. Oh, Um, thank you. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I think honestly, I think the difficult part is probably the difficult part for like a lot of people, and just. It's just kind of like the security of um, day-to-day, like having enough money in the bank and stuff like that. If you just lift that off of people's shoulders, it doesn't matter if you're an artist or a writer, you know, you're flipping burgers like I was for 17 years or whatever, you know, it's just like just having security um, really lifts everything off your back and you just get to do whatever it is you love to do some for some people they need that they need to be held down to the fire type thing to to push work out and there's like Mm -hmm. some of us like for me for me i i would just love to scribble you know my just random ideas and drawings and fan art Mm -hmm. and whatever else as i go through a day but um Mm
3: -hmm. there's
2: definitely always that stress of like okay we're down to three months rent in the bank um and no jobs coming in and that's been yeah that's been how it's been since since day one honestly it it really i don't i don't know what point like there's artists obviously that i think make it and they have that security but even i mean i know a lot of them look like cons getting shut down there were a lot of artists that were doing yeah. super great and then as soon as cons got shut down it's been almost two years. I mean, cons have been open, but
3: yeah. they're
2: not the same. Like, I, I see pictures, and it's it's very, like, empty, you know, com- in comparison to what it was. Like, so yeah. that's, I think, that's the biggest challenge with anything in freelance is just it's security. It's, like, I mean, that's the difference between taking jobs you love and jobs you hate. It's the difference between staying up all night worrying. It's the difference between staying up yeah. all night working on stuff, you know, that's... You, you, you just can't turn down jobs because just, you just have to keep taking them on. <laughs> like, you, you know, you're overwhelmed and there, there's been so many times in this career that for my sanity, I'd put a link on my commission work or uh, a limit on my commission work, but like, I'll still, I'll still mm-hmm. take them because that mindset is so like, it's like a fish jumping in the boat and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I'm, what I'm going to eat again. So I got to figure out what, what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> Like, right. Like, I just don't like like, like they're coming to me. I don't know. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's probably the most challenging. I don't know if there's a one time period to say like this time period, but like that aspect of it all has been the hardest, most challenging part of it all, I think.
1: I mean, a fish in a boat, a fish in a boat. Okay. Like you can always, you can always throw it back later if you got too much fish. So how how do you persevere through that? (laughs) No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, Steve, you said you were in therapy, too. so come on.
2: But your therapist didn't yeah, give you coping well, uh, tools. To no, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs>
2: it's, it's all been it's all been coping to deal with you. So like we haven't even gotten to that part yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I miss like, I miss this relationship yeah. we we
1: would write yeah. on each other so much during chalice, like I think we
3: spent more
1: time razzing on each
3: other
1: <laughs> right exactly <laughs> it never It never got released because we were too busy making fun of each other. I think some of the comebacks yeah. I, I know I totally just like derailed you, but I think some of the comebacks that you and I did for each other actually went into chalice at some point, like I, I think when I was writing it. You would say something I'm like, Oh yeah, like I'm gonna put that in the book and like I was I was looking forward to us like when we published the book, you read that page and you're like, Wait a minute, like I remember saying something like this to eat wait a minute. <laughs> 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 I was I was still looking forward to those Easter eggs just popping out and um some of the stuff that I razzed you on too and but Yeah, I
2: can definitely see I, that I, happening for sure. I don't
1: I don't think chalice is over, dude. I really don't. I think, I think we got busy with our own stuff, and it, I think it's still, like, been marinating in the back of my head. And I don't know if it has for you, too, but when I look back on the story that I wish I would have wrote, um, I'm not going to say regrets. It's not a regret that we didn't write it because it didn't happen for a reason, right? But that was one of the big ones was that it just never – there was so much, and it just never came out.
2: Yeah. I don't know, I mean well, I, I think with, sorry with I, all the, I with I, all the I, projects. Well, like I mean with all the projects I was talking about like earlier with drop projects like uh nothing ever has to like I said nothing ever has to really go to waste even if it's not the full party that, no. that picks it up. There's always there's always like those pieces yeah. that that you grow with time and mature with and you, you have new ideas and different ways of getting things done yeah. and maybe even like different like we even explore different avenues, like uh you know, there's a lot to do with like um sort of like animation or, or moving comics on YouTube where you can just take a panel and move around and do voice over and there was a lot of there was a lot of yeah, ways I think we were talking about. Yeah, I think we're we're and that's that's kinda of where I am mentally too, is like with comics it takes so much time. I feel like to do a page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, to get that mileage out of that like you have to Maybe that's one one reason I looked into video games too. Was like you can tell a, you can tell a big story. It still takes a long time to make a video game, right? But I watch a lot of these indie games come mm-hmm. up, and and some of them are just these beautiful stories. Um, I just played one called Death Store, and it's like this roguelike with a crow. And it's the crow is the reaper, and it just kind of runs around, and you go through the story, and it feels yeah. very it feels very Ghibli in a way, um, but it's beautiful and. <laughs> right. However, you know, however long it took to make that game, that story was, like, it wasn't page after page after page after page. It was, you know, mm-hmm. designing those characters. And, and once you design them, you get to use that 3D model and do it around. So, this long story short, there's a lot of ways of, I guess, maximizing time. and yeah. And those are things yeah. that, like, for future projects you learn that weren't there 10 years ago, like, like, okay, now we know there are all these different avenues that exist that if time mm-hmm. was a big factor in why something failed, then you can eliminate that by doing it this way instead. Mm-hmm. Right. Th- those are always ways yeah. you look at stuff, I guess.
1: I forget who said it, but, um, somebody said that every project, has three constraints it's either time resources or um i forget the third one but i remember time and resources are always the two that you know were the hardest to try to yeah. navigate around so i like the way that you're saying that where it's like hey man if we can save some time and save some money just by doing x y z a b c why don't we do it and i i totally yeah. agree i think that's why um i think that's why i like writing so much more than um, drawing, and I, I believe I yeah. saw this on the show before too. But for for my brain, how my brain works, um, I knew I couldn't draw. Which I know if Yvonne was on the show, she would like get mad at me for saying that. I know that I can't do something. You know, she's definitely <laughs> one of those people yeah. where it's like, hey, you can learn how to draw. But I got so good at um, using my words to describe the complex images in my head that I'm just now used to that. And I don't, I don't think I, I I think if I drew something, I would actually be taking away from the images in my head because I got so good at like getting the finite detail and yada, yada. I think that's the thing that you and and Chris um, really enjoyed about my writing. Um, And I'm not trying to keep my own horn, but you guys said that the way that I wrote, you could visualize what, I was trying to get at and then you just drew in like the missing pieces of it. Or, you know, Chris was like, Yeah, I see where you're getting at, but add like this scene to it and it was kinda cool having three people attack the same problem from all different angles and all different um viewpoints. But
2: Yeah, that's and that's why I think there's a need to adapt um to ideas and if you if you're stuck if if one person's like stuck on it has to be this way but there's yeah, there's a different medium for it that brings out yeah. the talents of another person in the group even more. You gotta adapt to that mm-hmm. and be like, all right, well, maybe maybe the way that I see it in my head is not the best way for this it's thing to not happen. Not
1: the way, right? Exactly, exactly. It,
2: I think I think, I think we a lot. I think
1: all three of us had that maturity though. Like we really did. I think all three of us had that maturity. In that project, I I literally think the only thing that was against us was, was just time. It was that's all yeah. we had
2: against us. Well, time and yeah, money. The t- time and re- time and money is always the thing. Yeah. Right. That's exactly it. It's like yeah. Um. When you got to pay a bill, you got to pay a bill, and that's that's always <laughs> right. the hardest thing about about going into business with friends is like eventually that money yeah. thing starts to be the ugly demon, and all of it where somebody's like has somebody right. like to say like. I'm not making it, you know, like I have to go over here yeah. to make well, it. And then you the don't want to hurt these
1: Exactly. I'm glad that we had the maturity, too, of that group, that once we disbanded, we had no ill qualms with each other. It was just purely business. We still had the best intentions for us, and we still celebrated our victories and, and you know, our art and our successes. And I don't think every group does that. I think there's a lot of groups that, once it's done, it's done. It's like a, it's like a bad breakup. And then, you know, you have to send me yeah. the boyfriend t-shirts back and I have to send you your, you know, your whatever back. <laughs> and then I'm never talking yeah, to you again. And yada, yada. Yeah. I, I was going to say yeah. CDs too. I really was going to say that. <laughs> um, but I, I'm glad that our group didn't do that. Like we showed a lot of maturity. And I think that was really cool that all of us in the beginning of our career, was able to still put that difference aside and be like, Hey, like we're still artists. We're still trying to get after it. I guess I'm just pulling parallels from our, our, our story yeah, now yeah. for our listeners. Cause I, I don't, I don't think these conversations are really help. And, and I, I did tell you that, that like people don't want to talk about the things that didn't make it. Like they take it as like an embarrassment. It's like, no dude, it was just a stepping stone. It was just one thing. And the whole line of yeah. things that you did that didn't launch, and that's okay. But um, back to your art and all that, tell me the process you do to create your art. So I remember for us, we had the writing and, and, and the bare bones, and you would draw kind of based off of the words. Is that typical for you, that somebody's already wrote everything up and you just kind of draw on top of it? Or do they write off of your drawings? How does that work for you?
2: Yeah, Normal. pretty much everything that I do is, is um, just, you know, you think about like a mercenary for hire type thing where you come in, somebody says, I need this done. This is my vision. And then based on whatever mm-hmm. they give you, like we had a lot of Pinterest boards and stuff where we shared references and stuff like that. And you just try to figure out whatever is in their head. And then put it on yeah. the paper. Like you're really just trying to get inside somebody's yeah. head to figure out, based on everything they like or everything they talk about or or whatever they describe to you, like what does that match with the image that pops up in your head? And then get it on paper. Um, there's sometimes where, like on Osleberg, the Dion would, you know, he would have this script for this page. He would he would have it. This page, this panel, this happens. It looks like this. Like mm-hmm. the two characters face each other, side shot. You know, he would he would set it mm-hmm. up like like a camera shot, but then almost like a movie script. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Comic scripts are very much like movie scripts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's times when he would say like from page 17 to page 20, it's all you. Like all all all, all the that oh, happens cool. here is the fight scene. Um, this is the end result of the fight scene. Um, so you, you just do what you do for three pages. Those are really fun too. Cause you get to go off those. Sometimes you just want to be told what to do. Well, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes you, you, you want to take the guesswork out of it. Um, <laughs> so the script I'm working on now with, uh, CJ is he writes it out more like a little bit of a novel. He will do page breaks and he will do mm-hmm. panels, um, panel one, two, threes. But like, there's some issues where it's just a novel like, just happens, and then, like, I'll, I'll break it down into pages and panels and stuff like that, and that can be pretty fun, yeah. too. It's time-consuming, but also, like, then I can make sure that, like, I know I'm picking out what stands out in the writing, so it's almost like having two people look at it and say, like, this is the good moment, mm-hmm. and then I'm, you're saying, like, no, that's not the good moment. This is a good moment, um, mm-hmm. and then when you sees it again, you can say yes or no, but, like, there's, there's different proofs in that. So, yeah, everything's pretty much different. But m- for the most part, um, as an artist, a freelance artist, you're just kind of doing what somebody tells you to do. And then if they have a lot of trust yeah. in you, the more trust, the more they like your artwork, the more... I, I know some professional artists or big game companies will say, like, just create a piece with these characters. Here's the dimensions of it. That's all, you know, just send us a thumbnail of sketches. And if we like it, then Mm -hmm. we just keep going with it. And sometimes that's when you have Mm -hmm. trust um, and reputation, that's where you get to. That's a sweet spot.
1: No, that's really cool too. And I like that you have a good balance of creative freedom where they just kind of trust you as the professional, but they also have sometimes where it's like, Hey, like, this is what I'm envisioning. If you see something different, let me know. But I like that um, that blend that you have. So that's really cool. I'm glad that that works for you and, and all of that. Um, what are your goals for 2022? So we're almost into the second month, believe it or not, of 2022. Do you have any goals that the off-the-chain um, family network can help you with besides pouring money into your pocket?
2: Via commission. That's money <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> just give me money.
1: Yeah, um, right.
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh gosh, when I was giant. walking
1: down the street, there was Steve Myers with a giant cup saying, I need commissions. And I'm like, I got a radio show yeah. for you. You see? Come on. My,
2: <laughs> my goal by the end of this year is to be, uh, um, what's his name? DuckTales just fucking in a pile of money. um, Just swimming in a pile of money <laughs> in my it. bank vault. <laughs> yeah, that's my goal at the end of the year. Now, I think this year, um, I think I want to be... I, I really... I mean, speaking of the financial thing, but like, I think everybody wants to be able to have more stability because it'd be nice to just focus on the comic right now instead of a bunch of commissions. So like, it'd be, it'd be nice to have a more singular focus of energy and uh, time that I can take on stuff. Um, but also, I want to do... I'd like to get into a lot more sketches of. Um, I'm just just like a big fan of like AEW wrestling and stuff like that, and they have a there's an amazing there's a couple of amazing communities that I want to get more involved in of. Fan art just on. I don't mean to interrupt, but the, to do.
1: the can you spell out AEW for the for the listeners who might not know what that is?
2: Uh, AEW is All Elite Wrestling, and it's a uh, fairly brand new. It's about three year old wrestling company. Um, sort of like WWF, WCW back in the day. If anybody's familiar with those, it's not as over the top as those used to be. It's much more, um, I guess you call it indie wrestling stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, they're 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 very good. They're very entertaining. They they really seem passionate about the product. But they have also a great fan art base. Oddly enough, of a lot hmm. of people that do fan art of the characters, and and it becomes like a show. It's not, it's not, um, it's not looked down upon the same way I think when I was growing up, where wrestling would be kind of goofed on. Now it's become sort of a theatrical, a thing. respectable, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, with storyline yeah, characters yeah. and and they and they 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 use social media in a very interesting way. But I would love to do more fan art. I would, I would love to do actual work for some of these people or just the fan art stuff for them and get involved in those communities more because that was a lot of fun for me. And then uh, I think like yeah. one day, honestly, like, I don't know if people know about Critical Role, but Critical Role is a and d show on Twitch. It's uh, mm-hmm. some very famous voice actors, and they stream every Thursday night to stream a campaign, but they have a show coming out on Amazon Prime this week they started out with just a D and D campaign in Matt Mercer's uh living room and now it's you know, they raised eleven million dollars I think on Kickstarter for an animation show. <clears throat> and um, it's doing doing art for them or like, like I said, a video game, uh those are all things like on my radar for this year that would be like Yeah. Those are all those are all big goals is working with either of those two companies somehow, some way, <laughs> or um, just getting onto like, a game project that that is something that I can love and, and be a big part of somehow? Well, believe it or
1: not, we're at our seven-minute mark for the show.
2: That went fast. <laughs> so we have
1: – brother, I'm telling you, every person we've had on the show, we have not heard one person complain that the show drug on – Or that you know they were bored, so we we always appreciate and (laughs) enjoy when our guests are uh, are like, oh man, it's already been an hour. Yep, (laughs) that's what we do on often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that one of the things that Yvonne uh, always likes to do is we always like to ask if uh, you would be willing to come back. So our listeners hear it on the air that you know you want to come back, and and when you do, we can reschedule you. So they hear it. So. Would you like to come back at some point on Off The Chain down in the future?
2: Oh, dude, for sure. Like, uh, I'd love to and hopefully have some updates on uh, see if any of those big wish list things come true, you know? Yeah, that'd be really cool.
1: The other thing that we do um, at the end of the show is we usually give the last five minutes or so as not only your time to promote where we can find you for your resources – but also, like, what is your imparting words of wisdom? What do you want to leave our listeners with? So first, uh, go ahead and list off all your handles. I, I saw you had like a huge list. And then, um, what's your words of wisdom for tonight?
2: All uh, right. So uh, I can be found pretty much on every social media star site under Scuba's Art. It's S K O O B A, um, Scuba, and then Scuba's Art. Uh, so S K O O B A S. A-R-T, so Instagram, TikToks, uh, Twitter, DeviantArt, uh, ArtStation, Facebook, um, pretty much all of those if you guys want to find me, follow me there, I love it, uh, I used to stream on Twitch, I've taken uh, quite a bit of hiatus off there, I have YouTube content, mm-hmm. I have huge critique sessions that people are into learning art, We have we did two or three hour long critique sessions and those are all uploaded to YouTube so you guys can watch. Me break down other people's art, learn from that stuff. I have some uh, basic lessons on how to draw, how to work in certain digital art programs. Uh, we have also in Beyond i n b e o n dot com is the publisher for our book, Zedera Chronicles, and that is up on Webtoons. You can find all that stuff on my social media, uh, so you don't have to spell it, <laughs> worry about pronouncing it if you guys don't want to, because <laughs> there's there's links to all, all right. of it. Everything in fantasy world, nothing is easy to pronounce, so um, you just have to go there. And, and then, as far as...
1: In a, in a minute words, or less, what's your words of wisdom?
2: Um, I guess just try to be good to each other, you know? Like, treat treat other people... Treat other people, the whole idea of treat other people how you want to be treated, but also, like, it's more like forgiving other people for... um. hmm your own, your own faults that you can't help. They, they have those too. So, maybe if we all just shut up and kind of listen yeah. to each other a little bit more, we'll, we'll be better off. I like it. You
1: must have learned that in therapy when, when I hurt you so bad. So you, I, I, I'm glad yeah. those uh, sessions.
2: <laughs> maybe up and I'm glad those animals, sessions so. are paying off.
1: Yeah. Just <laughs> forgive Ian. He didn't mean it. No. <laughs> yeah,
2: Ian can't well, hey, help. You really can't help how he
1: is. Yeah, right. Yeah. He was just born this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I I really do appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing an hour with us. And um, I really, really was looking forward to talking to you tonight and, you know, talking about not only some of our uh, things that may or may not be published in the future, but just getting to know you a little bit more. And um, once the show is over, it's going to go up in archives. So you can share the heck out of it because we're all indie authors trying to get by in life, and that's what the show's all about. Is I alluded to it earlier, but the off-the-chain family, the off-the-chain network, I mean, we're all here for each other. We all want to see each other succeed, and now you're just a small part of that tonight. So thank you for joining the the network and and the family, and um, I really do appreciate you coming on and talking for an hour.
2: So. yeah man it's been uh, it's been my pleasure, man
1: with that uh further ado, I appreciate all of our listeners tonight um special thank you to Yvonne for entrusting in me to bring on our our guests lately and and fill the slots and uh continue carrying on the torch so we can continue bringing all of you entertaining content and Keep you all entertained. So for those who have been listening live, we appreciate you took the time out of your day to tune in and listen. We love you. We couldn't do what we do without you. Um, Thank you so much for the support from both Yvonne and I. Without further ado, I bid you all a good night.